It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. Hey, it's a barbershop edition. Look at this. Hey, look at this. Hey, listen, I tell you what, man. Barbershop edition, baby. Shout out to, put the hat on, Jason. Put there the hat go. on. There we go. Ah, look at that. We ain't even allowed to wear hats. Exclusive. Exclusive apparel right here. Oh, yeah. my these, boy guys told me, these guys told me I look like a serial killer. Oh, you do. Doing, so. You do. Uh, you shout out to y'all, man. I appreciate y'all wearing the gear, man. That's right. By I way, don't have any gear. Would it have been appropriate? If, do I need to get, like, to wear this next time? Should I? The, the close-up on this T-shirt here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like I should buy a chain. Oh, you got to have a so chain. So that I can be matching. Can by, the, both the by the way, that's that, what I started. By the way, that is my mascot. Yeah. So Paxton, right? Yeah, it's Paxton. So, probably... Is that a whistle? Is that a, he's got a whistle. That's a whistle. I got I got a chain and a whistle. Because Paxton knows it goes off <laughs> bold nose. Yeah. And he is the sports aficionado. He knows everything. Go. So he has takes it there. I, Paxton will be alive and well uh, yeah. in about six months. By the way, shockingly, I was in, when I was in college, I wore hemp necklaces. Would you could you believe that? <laughs> you was one of them dudes? <laughs> I was one of them I, dudes. No way. Dude. I swear to God. You gotta find some type of picture. I gotta find hemp I, choker. I gotta find a picture of me wearing hemp necklaces. I loved it. And then the day I graduated I cut them all off. <laughs> I need to, we need to get bull a bedazzled whistle like that. Yeah. Like, he could just we need blow when Jay gets says something out of line or he disagrees. Yeah. He just, oh he would oh, like don't do that. Oh this is blowing this whistles to go crazy. Hours. He gonna be tween he gonna be blowing whistles at people walking across the <laughs> By the way, speaking of my past, my fourth and sixth grade teacher, Ken Brown, is going to be on the show with us tomorrow. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Fourth and sixth. It six. is great. He was my fourth and sixth grade teacher. But don't, don't worry. Uh, we, we get, uh, you know, the barbershop is very generous. We will, <laughs> yeah. everybody, everybody will have gear. I've already taken go. their order, so. Yeah. Wait a minute. Now. Speaking of being a member, yes. make sure you become a member of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, first oh, of whoa. all. Uh, subscribe, hit the like bell, and you'll get all the uh, alerts when we do the uh, when we do post game shows and all the other stuff. And then, of course, you become in the starters tier where you get an emoji of Mike looking like I don't know. He just walked in on his parents having sex or something like that. <laughs> and you can't use that, Joe. You got to come up with something. I know. New. You used it yesterday. You're right. I used it yesterday. Yes. It's a bad yes. job out of me. Uh, or go for the coaches tier where you get bonus content and you still get these weird pictures of Mike and the rest of us. Jason took his pictures yesterday. There's, there's uh, I think, 12 emojis now available. <laughs> All right. There's more, we get more members. And more bonus and more content. We are not bonus taking content. away any of our free content. That will remain the same. But there's bonus content for members for a total of under $60 And, and I'm trying to coerce them to let me, if you are a member, somehow on one of the membership tiers, 
I'm trying to convince them to let me give the the audience T-shirts as well, mm. and that will be on me. It's not even what on you talking company. about, mm. huh? You Cleveland shirt? No, no, no. Yeah, Ultimate Cleveland shirt, sports show. Y'all can get no way. I'm talking about barbershop <laughs> shirts. <laughs> we'll give you. Don't think oh, I hey, he got. Oh, hey, we love the Ultimate Cleveland sports show shirts, and you can get those over at Cleveland Clothing Company. Dot com. We'll drop a link to those in the right. chat if you haven't already. All right, that's one time. We'll promote that 82 more times in the show, so you won't, you will never forget. <laughs> Trust yeah. me, we're on it. Mikey McNuggets, of course, as always, is here. Mikey, what's going on? I went to a Cavs game last night with Anthony. Me and Anthony yes. checked it out, and we're going to talk about it in a sec. But good seats, good <laughs> seats. Yeah, we're up in Loudville, and I'll tell you two things. A Sometimes being up higher at a basketball game is a much better yep. angle to actually watch yep. it. You don't get the trash talk from down yeah. on the court, but to actually see the game itself, they were awesome seats. And the fans up top are the real fans. We were sitting with the true blue, uh, blue-collar blue Cavs fans, and I felt like part of the community. It All was right. awesome. It was electric well, in there. Let yesterday. me tell you something else. Loudville is. You yeah. just never had good seats before. That's why you think those seats are <laughs> I sat courtside at a number of NBA games. No, he, my buddy gets he, me free I'm tickets. He's not, he's not wrong. I, loud. My best friend's the video guy for the Sixers. They get rowdy up in Loudville. I've been up there a couple of times. It was awesome. you know, here, Anthony, here, Anthony take the mic. Anthony, what did you think yesterday? You got to press the button. Loudville? <laughs> I, I, I have to move the camera, press the button, and he I got mad. He said, you know what, uh, you're playing me. No, yeah. Loudville is the best place in the arena. It's so much fun up there. By the way, why does Anthony have his hoodie on? Because like, it's, it's so cold. cold. In our office upstairs, it is so cold. It's, Let's go, it's Anthony. So hey, hey, take the, ho- it, the hoodie off. No, no, no. It's, it, it, the hood. It's I hoodie, like that it's hoodie. hoodie season. It's what hoodie season. Not in here. It's he hot paid, hoodie season. He paid about $65 for that hoodie. I had that on yeah, in the summer. I don't blame I'm you. getting my – and they want to? Just give me my hoodie. Give so, me my obviously – He got the employee discount, by the way, 44 bucks. I love Shout it, Anthony. Man. I love Shout it. out, Maddie. Great, great the tickets discount. yesterday, too. Um, Guys, the I mean, we were I well, Jason, you were at the game, and those guys were obviously there. Yeah. I, you guys did not go, right? No, I don't no, think. no, no. Half, I the, half the Browns were there too. Were oh, they? Were they? T- uh, Tito Francona was there. Oh, yeah. He's yeah. the Browns. Uh, Kevin Stefanski was there. Oh. A number of the players were there. Kid York. Greg Newsom was there. New, yeah. <laughs> Anthony was Walker. One. I think. They yeah. Boy, you're shining over there. They didn't got. Oh, oh this is light. I've been had this. I'm talking about the bracelet. Oh, I, yeah. Cuban just light. links. Yeah, just that's light. Woo! Hey, boy, boy. Yeah, okay, good. On TV, it seemed like it it felt like a playoff game, yeah. like the atmosphere. Did it feel that way at the arena? <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> Close up. This guy is a you you might you listen, he had that's peeping Tom tendencies. He's so good, he'd be like, Steven, get you from like five. a sniper. He'd be like, dog, how did you, man, man, how you I'm zoom telling in you. on that? Yeah, don't eat on camera. No, I'm, don't I'm eat yesterday. About that game though. The Browns got to win. They feel good about themselves. <laughs> hey, go let's win at the game, front row. I don't know if they would have came if they would have took that well, L, but, but get know, with them. But they didn't put any on the Jumbotron that I saw, which is odd. Because normally <laughs> well, they not, try and They didn't put any of them on the Jumbotron. We also we got a little beef with the Cavs. We tried to get the UCSS account on the Jumbotron. We tweeted at them every time they asked for fan submissions. They did not put us up on the Jumbotron. <laughs> That's not. because I'm affiliated with Wait, the show. They probably, probably true. That's true. <laughs> to, to be fair. Yeah. Usually all Cleveland sports typically support each other. So the Browns players yeah. being even if they would have lost, they would have <laughs> you gotta think Joe Hayden is a guy 
who used to sit courtside. Even With a very the, young wig on. He would drink yeah, four or four. Yeah. Even when they weren't good, he was still doing that. So. Are those know, guys actually watching the game or are they just trying to get, get laid? I mean, what's going on there? <laughs> well, a lot of them, they're there with their Boom. wives. Can we keep it real? <laughs> you guys both rolled your eyes as if guys are not going Boom. to get laid. I, I mean, mean last night was a big game, you know, a national TV <laughs> yeah. game. Boston's in town. Everyone knew it was going to be a good game. Tyvis, what surprised me was that many Browns players stayed in town. It's That's the true bye too. week. That is true. Like, I, I'm shocked that that many dudes hung around. You think mm. they, I mean, they got out. A well, lot I of mean, them got out after the Thursday night game. They got out of town true. for a couple Maybe it's days. young players, maybe? No, it's probably, you know, you probably think to yourself, you know, I'm going to stay around. Maybe I got some rehab I need to do for a couple of days. It was yeah. Wednesday. I'm going to leave out Thursday or Fridays. Had a whole weekend. Come back. Yeah. Mm. You don't really need to. You don't need to be gone now. All man. right. But. In terms of the game itself, guys, obviously yeah. the atmosphere it did great. feel like mm. it did feel like a playoff environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel foolish saying that on November second. It's right. like, come on, man. But then Donovan said it last night after the game. He's he like, did. Yeah, and, and he's got more playoff experience than any anyone else on that roster. Yeah. And he said, Yeah, it, it definitely felt like a playoff I mean, environment. It was, it's a confidence booster. I mean, you wanna this is a team that you likely will see. In there, you want to let them know early. Hey, we here to play. Let them know. Hashtag let them know. know, But does it (laughs) in the long? I know we want to save the long run of the expectations for later. But but do these wins in October, November play any role if these teams play each other in the playoffs? I think so. I do. I'm taking it. Yeah. Here's the thing: in a seven game series, you you know how it get. You know the best players gonna show up and do their thing. Right. Here's what I will say: if this was an all veteran squad, no. Because veterans will take the foot off the gas. They'll figure it out and say, all we need to do, we just want to make a top four seat so we got first round in the playoffs. Yeah. But when you're dealing with a squad that didn't get to put to the playoffs last year, and now this year was a year that we said we're going to have to start putting expectations on them prior to getting Donovan Mitchell. Now, when you look at it as a young player, you're saying, wow, first of all, we feel like we got one of the best home court advantages <laughs> in the game. Second of all, we know we got a closer now because when you you always love to see your guy step up when other big names come in. So that's twice Tatum and and Jalen Brown that came in here. And now, you know, you got Donovan Mitchell who obviously did his thing, but Darius Garland came back and was like, Woo! stop playing with us. They trying to put this up on the map. Career Man. high first quarter points Listen, for Darius Garland. The DG first game was back. out there like he yeah. ain't missed it. You could tell Step back. It's a, when you had a, a crazy all season, you like yeah. when the season come, I'm telling y'all, I'm putting myself on. You could tell that boy was locked in. He when he out there looking like Forrest Whitaker <laughs> with the one, <laughs> with the one eye. Don't be, don't be. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, he, you went there. He gave yeah, you, went there. Awesome. you went there. Why you got this Forrest Whitaker? <laughs> I love Forrest He's Whitaker. He's a great actor. He's a great actor. That I ain't been the same since the last King of Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, you say it doesn't no, matter in terms of the play. It doesn't matter. It, there is no it, sport. Go ahead. Does it give the the only way I could say I could think that it might matter at all and I tend to lean with you that it doesn't is maybe it gives the Cavs a little confidence I mean sure but I mean in April and May no one's going to remember November 2nd certainly not going to the Celtics and, are totally not going to be worried about no, it. No, this means these losses mean nothing to the Celtics. They went to the finals last year. They didn't care about losing the Cavs twice. Mm-hmm. And, and no sport, I started to say, no sport has a bigger discrepancy between the regular season and the postseason yeah. than the NBA. No sport. NFL, it's right. the same game. You, it's one game. 
Baseball, it's the same game. It's a series, but it's the same, you know. Little, I mean, the intensity level goes up. The I intensity think, level, but, but strategy is pretty much the same. Right, right, right. Basketball, it's completely different because basketball, you're playing 82 games. You're in and out. You're into the city. You're out of the city. This assistant coach might have the scout for Tuesday's game. That assistant has the scout for Thursday's game. You walk through, shoot around. You go through a couple of keys that you're right. going to worry about. You meet before the game. Okay, these are our focuses. Okay, let's play the game. Okay, we're done. Move on to the next. Yeah. The playoffs. You have seven games, and you lock in, and you tie into that one team, and you really learn their tendencies. You learn their weaknesses. You exploit their weaknesses. It's nothing like the regular season. And what's unique about if there's a Cavs-Celtics series, I would think that the Celtics would have a massive edge if Ime Udoka was still the head coach because he's been through it, and he's taken that team to the finals in his first year. We don't know what kind of postseason coach J.B. Bickerstaff is, nor do we know what kind of postseason coach Joe Mazzula is because he was really thrust into a a tough spot this year with what's going on in Boston. So these are great wins. It's fun. It was a great environment last night. Enjoy it. I I was the only one on the panel who said they were going to win 51 games, so I'm a big believer in this Cavs team. But last night and the game in Boston have no bearing on what happens in April. I, I think one of the exciting things, though, is like pro- you're probably right, and and <laughs> but I can't like at this point I'm not worried about the playoffs really. I'm worried about enjoying be. the ride. Yes, right. Absolutely. Like, the team is so much fun to watch. How about this staff from last night? It, it, with it being Darius Garland's f- first game back, D- Garland and um, Donovan Mitchell, 18 assists, one turnover. Yeah, I mean. They only had one turnover. One turn. They played combined to play what eighty something minutes, look, and they had one turnover between them yeah. and eighteen assists. That's pretty remarkable. You know, you, and the one turnover, real quick. Sorry to cut you off, G. Go ahead. It was a weird transition play where Mitchell just got caught in the air. It wasn't even in the flow of the offense. It was okay. just a random. I didn't even remember that transition. But yeah. yeah, it was a, a meaningless. It wasn't a crucial moment right. whatsoever. I, so. I, I, I think I think the wins mean a lot, and I'll tell you why. When you look at the Boston Celtics, right? Nobody knew uh, Udoka was going to be a playoff coach, right? He was there how many years? What, one? It was, yeah. it was his first, his yeah, first yeah. year. So we gave him clout because he, he went to the finals in his first year. Right. My thing is, uh, <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks a couple of years ago, right? They went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. The way basketball work is when you, start, when you start looking at cats, right? And I look at the Boston Celtics and I say, okay, who am I really scared of? All right, you got Jason Tatum. I mean, he can hit you for 40. You got Jalen Brown. If he's on, he can hit you for 40. Mm-hmm. But you look at your team. I got multiple dudes that could do that same thing. Mm-hmm. You, you, I might look at them and say, they don't got enough. Because they don't got a Kevin Love. They can come off the bench and get them 30. But they, there is something for playoff experience. I mean, they play. got enough. They went to the final I, last year. But, they brought their whole team back. I, they got, but didn't have Robert Williams last night either. He's, he has yeah, a, he's been out for a while. He's been out with That's a knee a injury. Loss. But here's the thing. The Cavs team is different. Donovan Mitchell makes them special. It, that was good before. But when Donovan Mitchell came into the fold, they are now special. Now, if I'm going into Boston, now you got a guy that's like, oh, I get you 442. Garlic can get you 40. Not to mention, you got two rim protectors, right? Mm-hmm. And Mobley's not even playing well right now. Mobley, he has to figure it out. Karis LeVert is hit or miss. But the thing that's going to always translate is when you got good guard play, you can, and you got an opportunity to get guys that get that many buckets. And when they get together and are on the same page, because yesterday it was a little meet my turn, your turn. It wasn't no flow. Not to mention you got Rubio coming back. 
this team, this team is is. We different. got a long way to the playoffs. It's but, a long. It, it yeah. is. but Jason, you, uh, you I, I was re, I read your column this morning, and I and then I texted you because you, you you poked a bear with the Nick Chubb <laughs> comment in your column. Yeah. Uh, check it out at the Athletic. But um, it was interesting to me that I can't remember which of the two said it, whether it was Mitchell or Garland. I think it was Mitchell. You had a quote in there from him. Basically admitting that they were doing a little of the a little bit in the second quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a point mm. that I actually, gee, that's exactly the term I use. My turn, your turn. Yeah. When you put two ball dominant guards together, they have to figure it out. And a lot of times in the beginning, it turns into my turn, your turn, my turn, your turn, mm. because you don't want to upset. You're trying to play nice. You're yeah. trying to play nice in the sandbox. Yep. And but it, you can't really establish a rhythm that right. way when this is my possession, that's your possession. And it happens all the time. It's very easy. And Donovan said, yeah, we did fall into that a little bit at the start of the second quarter. And that was really about it. Or throughout the second quarter, they did not have a good second quarter. And that was really about it. Right. But when you look at the, the starting five, when the starting five was on the floor together last night, they had 14 assists on 20 baskets. Like, the ball movement was there. End yeah. of game, it, I didn't like. They got a little too ISO yeah, at the end of the game. Did. Some of the possessions were really empty. They weren't good possessions. But these are two ball-dominant guys. Like, Donovan Mitchell played this way with Mike Conley in Utah. So he's sort of more accustomed to this. Darius played with Colin. I crushed that from the beginning. That was an awful pairing. And they didn't play together for a long time. Well, a couple of years. And it just it didn't work. It was obvious it wasn't going to oh. work. And, and as soon, I don't think it's coincidence, as soon as they separated, Darius flourished last year. Right. Which part of the reason, the only reason why I was sort of like, uh, about this trade was Darius just established himself last year as put the ball in his hands and let him go and watch what this kid can do. And now you're taking out of his hands a little bit. But I was talking to some people at the Cavs, they're like, listen, he's going to be fine. He can thrive in an off-ball role. And so they feel really comfortable putting these two guys together. But there are going to be choppy moments uh, defenses like the Celtics are going to, they're switch heavy on pick and rolls. And anytime you switch, it just bogs down the offense, yeah. which is part of the point of it. And it turns into, I, we saw that with the LeBron years, they would switch and then they're just pounding the ball, pounding the yeah. ball and you're going ISO. That's what you're trying to avoid. So I was encouraged by 14 assists on 20 baskets last night with that starting five out there. You mentioned the two of them, 18 assists, one turnover. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be fine. They're going to figure it out. There's right. going to be choppy moments. It's going to be bumps. And but ultimately, I think they're going to be fine. I, I think it's better to have a situation where they're both wanting to share than a situation <laughs> where they both can't stand each other. And that's that's it, much worse, yeah, right? And, you know? and, and that's what Don, Donovan said. You know, JV said, I'm down at the start of camp and said, listen, stop passing to each other and shoot. Yeah, right. And, and that's a good <clears> problem to have. And, you know, I don't think LeBron and Kyrie wanted to strangle each other, but there was it was tough early right. on. It was tough for them to <laughs> learn how to share. It was tough for LeBron and Dwayne. To learn how to share. If you really want to go back, Kyrie and Dion did want to strangle each other. Yes. Like they, it was really bad. So it can be bad. I don't think that's the case here, but the overall point that I left with, and I even told JP, I'm like, this is a dumb question. Like, and he's like, well, coming from you, I'm not surprised. But <laughs> this team will go where they take them. This is going to be a team driven by its guards. Like Jared Allen's an all star. Evan Mobley's going to be an all star. Kevin Love's great coming off the bench. He's a champion and all that. But I mean, Donovan and Darius combined to take half the team's shots and score half their points, roughly. Yeah. That's how this is going to look. These guys are going to drive this engine. It's going to be a very guard-dominant team, which is okay in this league. And the only last point I would make on that is last year, like, Ricky Rubio got hurt and it brought down their entire season. They were cooking guys yeah, when yeah, he yeah. was out there. Absolutely. They, they were one of the top teams in the East. And then Rubio gets hurt and it all comes crashing down. And the point I made was, 
Ricky Rubio can't destroy your season. Like you can't yeah. be built on right, right, right. Ricky Rubio. Count, count and, no and, and they're not now. Like right. Donovan fixes that. Now so, he's a bonus. Oh, now Rubio's a bonus. Yeah. yeah but to have Donovan, right. to have a guy in that role, that closer's role, uh, they that that was a big concern for me coming in. It was like, well, I'm, you can't have Rubio be the determining factor on whether you have a successful season or right. not. And now that's not going to be. Well, the I'm case. glad you brought up the closer because I thought that he did a great job in the fourth quarter. The only issue that I had was that the last play before they went into OT, Donovan gets the ball, and literally DG is right next to him, like wide open. And I get the fact that you know he, in his mind, because he probably forgot in that moment, like. For the past six, seven games, I've been the guy. And in and Utah, I, he was. The, and he I, had to yeah. take the shots in but Utah. If he just looked to the left, I mean, DG. I'm not saying DG would have hit it, but he was wide open. I would have rather him go out that way. But the fact is, they'll watch the film, they'll see it, they'll talk it. It's one of those growing pains, and I'm sure you know if that situation comes again, he'll at least peek to see if he open. And that's one of those moments where, when he, I mean, in Utah, they're not giving it to Rudy Gobert to take the last <laughs> no, shot. It's, it's on Donovan <laughs> to take all those. And I think Donovan will get the bulk of those here, but you're right. Yeah. As they play more together, Donovan's going to learn, look out of the corner of his eye. Where's, where's DG? Mm. Can I get it to him or do I need to take it myself? Yeah, to me, I look at this, this, this squad and I'm looking at the backcourts around everywhere else. I mean, it, when you rank the, the backcourts between Darius Garland and what, what Donovan Mitchell is doing, I don't see very many backcourts that how, can do what they how do. How is Trey Young and Murray doing? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Do anybody know? They're good. Trey Young's been really good this year. Murray is uh, averaging like 22 and 7, and they're third or fourth in the East. They're 5 and 3. So. Okay. There was, That's going to be a good There year. was irrational pressure on the Hawks. To go, sh- do, just do something. I'm sure because they had the great year two years ago. Yep. They collapsed. They brought. They tried to run the whole thing back. They didn't it collapse. Did, they went it, against. The, it they didn't go well last year at all. No, they they had a terrible year compared to what the expectation was last year. Oh yeah, year. what I'm saying. The, the reason that they didn't make here it. Here we to, go. You know, Giannis is aging over here. Mm. <laughs> hey, yeah. by the way, I'm gonna, I'm going to come on here. They can get that smoke too. Let's not let's not understand. Oh, oh hold on, wait a minute. Let, let's not understand. Put the, the, camera, put the camera on me, Steve, because I need to let the, I need to let the world know. Well, this. he's getting the camera ready, Tyvis. No, you have thirty seconds to give Giannis praise, and we're moving on. That no, is it. <laughs> this is not even about Giannis praise. I'm a Giannis fan, but best believe when the Cavs play the Bucks, I'm with the Cavs. Yeah. Oh, see, that's, that's what I like. That's, that's, that's what I, I like. That cleared up that's right what I, now. That's what I I'm, like if about. It, if it came down to the Cavs and the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Final, I'm yeah. rolling with the Cavs. I, that that I, is yeah. what I like about Tyvis. You know, he's a homer at heart. Yeah, it's yeah. always good to have a homer the, on the panel. I think, I think in the end, I think the important thing for me right now is I'm going to enjoy the ride. I'm not yep. going to turn the first two weeks into they're going to go to the finals. Or I, the Cavs are obviously a very good team. Like any other really good team, you got to stay healthy 
And but they don't have that playoff experience as a team. True. Most of their key, a lot of their key guys have not played in the playoffs. Jared Allen played in the playoffs in Brooklyn. Yeah. And Once. obviously Donovan Mitchell's been to the playoffs, and obviously Kevin Love. But the rest of their guys have not played in the playoffs, and the, and and as a team they've never played in the playoffs. And so that experience, and that doesn't mean they couldn't get to the finals potentially. Right. But we don't know that. It's way too early. <laughs> and and but. I'm going to enjoy every step of the ride because they are so yep. much fun to watch. And, and that's really important what you just said because when when we went through this once before when LeBron came back, it wasn't a normal – that's not how it goes. Like right. they went from awful to the best player in the world, came back, they traded yeah. for Kevin Love, and then they went to the finals. There was no growth. Right. David Griffin used to talk about this all the time. There was no organic growth and like – figuring it out it went from zero right not from zero to 100 zero to a thousand but we couldn't enjoy the ride really well the first to some year degree. first the year, first year yes. people enjoyed the ride yeah. and then it was like and then in the finals and then it was an expectation yeah. of, right yes yeah. and by the last year he was here like they couldn't even sell the place out like yeah. they were having trouble selling because people just didn't the regular season is meaningless but this year it's not this it's, is this is how it normally works in right. the nba this organic right they were Awful a few years ago. They made a ton of mistakes. We don't have to relitigate all of them. Yeah. And they figured it out. They they drafted well. They hit on two big picks in Darius and Evan Mobley. Yeah. They they swung for the big trade. And and you're seeing the growth. You're watching the evolution of this. This is how it's supposed to work in the NBA. I mean, the last version was terrific. It ended in a championship. You know, don't right. trade it for anything. But this is normally how it goes in the this NBA. This is more organic. Yeah. And yeah. and it's it's more likely to last longer. Oh, for sure. These guys are under contract. Yeah. Like part of the, and we talked about this on the show before. Part of the reason they're trying to avoid the luxury tax this year is to extend the window with, with this team right. and all these guys together. Yeah. All right, guys, we'll get back to the Cavs next hour. We'll, we'll look more long term and see if our expectations have gone up. But uh, Mikey McNuggets proposed an idea yesterday, and now we're going to play it out with a coach's fantasy draft. Really? Mikey, please explain to us what we're doing here. You are. Yeah, so we were just kind of thinking I spent yesterday. like seven minutes prepping for this. Listen. You're not supposed Good. to say that, Jason. Keep it, keep it on the download. That actually low. might be the most Jason's prep for any segment we've done on this <laughs> That's show. That's fair. So seven minutes is... <laughs> That you just here. tore my this heart ad, out. You were at the Cavs game last night. You were doing your, your real responsibilities, too. I don't blame you. That's prepping for the show. This That's ad. what I'm saying, yeah, but for any particular second. But yeah. here's the premise of this. Okay. We were talking about where Stefanski falls into the tiers and the rankings of coaches, and then we decided to do a head coach fantasy draft. And then we decided, let's make it even a little more interesting, add a second level of intrigue to it, and we'll do a fantasy draft. But you have to fill out a staff. So you could draft. We're going to draft four coaches each, mm-hmm. only active head coaches, one will be your head coach, one will be your offensive coordinator, one will be your defensive coordinator, one will be your special teams coach. And we put a poll up online. We want everyone in the YouTube chat to let us know who you think wins, who put together the best staff. All right. And we are going to – So the draft <laughs> order is Jason G, me, Tyvis. Correct. And then and we go Snake. reverse order in the second round. Correct. Back to the original order in the third and reverse again in the this fourth. Is, this is hilarious. Because yes. M- much like our fantasy draft, I have Nando DeFino in my – No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> our fantasy, he don't know anything about coaches. Our fantasy guru well, we at are, The Athletic, I, it, I had him yeah. draft the first half of my team. Well, mm-hmm. all I want to know is, are you going to shock the world with the first pick or are you going to take the – the easy choice. The easy choice. Uh, am I up? Is he Jason, you're officially on we the We need clock. like a clock. With the first pick in the 2022 Coaches. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Ultimate Cleveland Draft. I don't know where I'm looking. <laughs> Team J-Lo selects Kevin Stefanski. 
Gretzky. Oh Head- my no, I'm kidding. God. I was about to say, <laughs> bro. Hey, bro. I was right hey. like, he just shook up hey, the hold on. <laughs> hold on. Yeah, but you know what? He got you, I, I, hand up. Since our fans are such homers, you might win by doing that. <laughs> <laughs> he would have shook the giraffe when he yeah. did that. I, I put a piece lie. of paper in my pocket this morning that said Belichick no matter what. <laughs> It's like taking Ryan Leaf instead of Peyton Manning. <laughs> Will Belichick be yeah. your head coach or your defensive coordinator? I don't know. For Wait now, a he's the head Who coach. Who are you taking? Are you Bill Belichick? Bill Belichick. Bill okay. Belichick. All right. I actually was trying to come up with like a crafty strategy not to take him. Yeah. But that's just overthinking. There's no way. That's overthinking. Now, y'all, y'all, Can't do y'all, it. Y'all, y'all, what we doing? I'm, I'm on the clock next. Are you yes. second? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll run up there with my pick. Who you got? Yeah, it's just the second overall pick. Your boy G. Bush, a.k.a. the people's champ, yeah. comes with Andy Reid is off the board. Now, before we go to pick three, we <sighs> did a, we did a mock draft in the production office. Yeah. No matter how we sliced and diced this, those two were the first two picks. I know. Those two were. It was an unfair. I'm like, it was no way you was You know, honestly, easy money. It should go reverse order in rounds two and three, and then go back to the original order round four. They had a huge advantage. We're, we're not the making two a double coaches. snake. No, we're not making a double yeah. snake. <laughs> it's only four enough. picks. <laughs> yeah, it ain't like we got 11 cats picking. Right? Come on, man. Come on. Who you got? I'm deciding between two guys. We just think Reed was going to be there. You already know who it is. Come on, you got two oh. choices here. No, there's not. There's more than that. I what? thought there was five coaches take, that could be technically take first Mike round Tomlin. Picks. My list and had don't five. Look back. <laughs> you at least be five. Hey, listen, y'all in trouble. If y'all don't, if y'all don't come with the right picks, I get smoked. I'm going to take Harbaugh. Harbaugh off the board? Yeah. I'm taking Harbaugh with the third pick. Man, he kind of, y'all kind of messed me up. I didn't mm. even expect. He was I don't in, love he it. He was in that top five. He was I'll, in that top five. I don't love it. Me up I was this. leaning towards somebody else in the last second. I'm going Harbaugh. Well, I'm for for my for the last pick in the fourth round. Yeah. I'm the a first da- round. Or the first round. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Kyle Shanahan, but he's not gonna be my head coach. He's gonna be my. So you're gonna take your coordinator first? Then there's a. The, the, that's like a Browns move yeah, to hire you. the coordinator so, first, and then there's this. My man, my I'm man getting has, the next pick. Anyway. Yeah, all right. He said, I'm getting the okay, very next that's pick. True. That's true. So, who you got? Oh, I, I'm going? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there's no commercial break Well, here, hold on. So. Before, before we go, so round one recap, Jason took Bill Belichick. Yeah. G. Bush took Andy Reid. Bull took John Harbaugh. And Tyvis took Kyle Shanahan. Kyle yeah. Shanahan. I already forgot. Okay. Overall, first, I think Shanahan's a little bit of a reach at four. I like the first three picks. Mm-hmm. Harbaugh was five on my board, so maybe a tiny reach, but All right. it is what it is. I got two guys that I want to take next, so maybe you'll take one of them and make my decision easy. Well, Go I'm ahead. taking Mike Tomlin next. That's what I figured. All right. So, t- Team Tyvis, Mike, Mike Tomlin. Head coach, Mike Tomlin. Kyle Shanahan. Okay, you got your offensive coach, defensive coach. Uh, well, I, all right, then I'm going to go with um, Sean McVay at six. Sean McVay yeah. joining up with John Harbaugh on Team Bull. Okay. Ty, G, uh, G Bush. We're going to pair with Andy Reid here. So, you, so uh, what's the name is off the board, right? Who? McVay? Yeah. McVay is off the board. Harbaugh's right? off. Yep. Tomlin is off. Belichick is off. McVay. Let's go, let's go with this. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead. Uh, this is a tough one. <laughs> It's tough. It's tough. <laughs> tough. I mean, you guys got Belichick and Andy Reid. Uh, you don't deserve the fans now. Yeah. Uh, man, you know I got what? two guys that I want for my next pick. Don't take I them. I got two guys <laughs> for my next pick. I'm going to go ahead. Damn. They got me. Um, Please, God. Let team me G. Let these, what are these two be there? Here. Uh, 
I can see G. Bush taking my pick, though. Mm. Garrett gets two third-round picks. Like, come on, guys. How do you mess that up? Oh, that's a bad job right there. Jeez. Okay. So, here's, here's who I'm coming Was there a trade or something that we don't know about? <laughs> uh, uh, Listen, we're using, we're using oh, you I got th- three twice. I got three, guy, I got three guys that I All right. One of them got to be there by the time. I'm, second, second pick, I'm going to come with for my defensive coordinator. I'll take one of my guys. You give me, give me, give me Robert Sala. Dang! Oh, I like that. And that is the first big reach. Dang. That's, that's a huge reach. He that's a prisoner of the moment go, moment right I was going to take him in the next <laughs> round. Wow. That's good, man. I like what he did that's with fine. the 49ers. That's fine. Two of mine. They did. Two of mine. I like what he did with the diners. You know who Jason. he did. That's why I was going to pick him. You Jason, ain't noticed? you're up for two picks now. OC, DC, <laughs> Super Bowl. Oh, I really want to take Stefanski, but I'm not going to. Come why not? Because I'm going to take Josh McDaniels as my offensive coordinator. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's, that's a good yeah, one. So they don't want to be my head coach. Yeah, and I'm going to take Sean McDermott as my defensive coordinator. That's a good I wanted answer. Harbaugh as a special teams coach, but that's he's already gone, so I'll take McDermott. That's a good pick. So, so hold on. He, Man, I got two he, great he, defensive he, he, he coaches. He went back to back. On both of them. I got two of them, too. Yeah, because yeah, he had the, the last pick in the second round the first pick in the third round. All right, go ahead. So now G's back up. Before G goes, just to recap as we're using tag board for this segment, um, and we thought we'd be able to do this a lot quicker, and it's just, it's, Boy, tag board's not as easy as we thought it was going to be. So. I know you know it. I know. So, to recap right now, <laughs> Team Jason has Belichick, Josh McDaniels, and Sean McDermott. Mm. That's G, pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Team G but Josh so McDaniels has, is a failed head coach. Andy so what? He's offensive coordinator. coordinator and Robert Sala. Mm-hmm. Is he, or is he just good with Brady? Bowl, He's you got have, a lot of Super Bowl rings. You have Harbaugh. And your second pick was Sean McVay. Sean McVay and Tyvis. Well, nobody's writing this down. Well, Anthony's got it in the tag board. I got Kyle okay. Shanahan and Mike Tomlin. All right, Shanahan G, you're up. G, you're up with your third pick. Oh uh, man! Please, uh, God, don't take it. This, this, ooh, y'all, y'all gonna put me in a bind. And, and There's one up. guy I have in my tier two, I, yeah. high tier two that's still on the board here. I, I have it. two guys left in my tier, I, tier two. I, and both of them, I'm taking both of them back to back. Um, I'm gonna. So here's how I'm gonna move with this. Just don't take my dude. Um, uh, oh, ooh, this is tough. Oh, this is a tough one. Goodness. But I'm gonna stick to my guns. I I was gonna. I had him on my board, and, and I, I I'm gonna stick to it. Oh my god. I ain't gonna do it. I ain't gonna do it like that. Don't take him. I'm done. You Are go, you done? No, you got one more pick, um, but after him. Yeah, after him. I'm gonna go ahead and get. My special teams oh, coach my out of the way. Oh god! I'm going to get uh, what's this old boy from what's the name? Oh, I know him. Uh, <laughs> he's got a great record, G. <laughs> uh, oh, I lie, I lie. I'm tripping. I want. I'm gonna be high powered. Oh man! I'm gonna go with uh, as my offensive coordinator. Go ahead and give me uh, Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley, the Ohio respect, kid. Respect that. Yep. Los Angeles Chargers. So I got I got Staley and and Reed, and, or your, your boy uh, Andy Reid. We putting up points, bro. And, and come we, on, yeah, boy. I like that. Let it, just let him slide one I more like time. That. All right, I'm going. I need my defensive court. No! <laughs> I'm taking a Buckeye. Oh, okay. oh you he took Vrabel. Taking Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel was pick. the one over There is no so coach in the NFL that has done pick. more with less than Mike Vrabel. He took my pick, man. I thought you said it wasn't him. No, it is him. Oh, okay. I, I had him and somebody else. I was going to take him back to back. That guy, that team, that team, what does that team have? 
And every year they go to the playoffs, they're five and two again this year. They got nothing. See, now I don't know who I'm going to take as a. He's right. going to kick ass as my See, DC. He didn't, he didn't mess me up. Before. That was the one I was referring to, Bull. That was the guy who. See? Good mind. Great minds think alike. He would be the perfect coach of the Browns, I'm just saying. His personality was Mike Vrabel would be a great Browns. And I would take yeah. him for any team. I, I think he's. Awesome. I, that's, I was going to take him as. I was actually. I wasn't going to put him as my DC. I was going to put him as my special teams coordinator. Um. For my pick, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Ty Bowles as my D coordinator. Okay, I was gonna wow. pick him too. There's another coach that I was considering that nobody's taken. I'm surprised you got your last pick. I'm gonna take him as my special teams coordinator. I would have been happy with him as my DC if I didn't get variable, but I'm trying to hold on. Let me think. Dang, I think and Tyvis's final pick yeah. for the record, Tyvis's team so far: Kyle Shanahan, Mike Tomlin, Todd Bowles, and this last coach of choice. A lot of pressure right now. Special teams. Oh, uh, this is about to be your uh, boy. I already know who I'm running up to the podium with this one. <laughs> I can't believe this guy. You know what I'm gonna do? What? I'm a, for special teams just, and I'm gonna let him have a little input on offense. I'm taking uh, the Giants head coach Brian Dayball. Hey, that's a, I like. He should have won earlier. Right. So he should have won earlier. He was even good in Alabama. I gotta take a guy now. Who it's embarrassing that he's still available in the Pete fourth Carroll. round, but these guys have dropped the ball. Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll, great of course, choice. Pete yep. Carroll. That's what I was thinking. That was I was thinking Pete Carroll too. But I mean, I'm like, I, I don't think don't. I got it locked down as the best coaching staff. No, I don't, don't. think it's close. No, you don't. We're gonna we're gonna look at all four yeah all right. picks when it's all said and done. We still yeah. have G and Jason to fill out their staff, but Pete Carroll, it's a late round steal for Adam the Bull. Um, here's what I'm gonna go. Him. G Bush, your I final just didn't want to put him as special team. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Stavansky's not making a list, is he? <laughs> this is sad. Yeah. This, y'all be, should be ashamed. Well, here's how I'm the way our it. special teams is. I ain't nobody put them as the coordinator. I'm gonna take this guy, and um, I thought about it. I would I would have took him a little round earlier. If he could just get his mind together, he'd be <laughs> nice. Rob Rivera. Nope. Nathaniel Hackett. Nope. Doug Peterson. I love what he's doing out there. He got people playing. Nick Sirianni. No, that's a great Nick one. Sirianni, very good choice. Very, I was actually looking very at him for Eagles. I was thinking about him. They, they, Jalen Hurts, they get the ball out. These dudes is playing lights out. So what is he? What, what is he? He's my special teams coach. Okay, so you Woo! <laughs> that's that special team. And Jason with the final pick in the first Take inaugural 2022 NFL head do the coach Cleveland show up. Do, the, do it for Cleveland. Nah. Team I'll, J-Lo selects. Uh, I can't take Stefanski because the Brown special teams have been absolutely <laughs> I, that's I was going to take him. I was going to take him right there. I was going to take him special teams, that's, but I said I can do it. Pathetic. I um, do it. <laughs> I, I would be very comfortable with Stefanski as my offensive coordinator if it fell that way. But you gonna swap him? No. You can swap. You can, <laughs> no, swap no, you can put no. somebody. You can put your offensive coordinator. Josh, teams. you can put that's Josh McDaniel as a special teams coordinator. No. I think I'm going to go uh, with the guy you mentioned. Give me Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera. Solid. Ron Rivera. Mm. I mean, he did take the Panthers to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I do. I got That's all. surprising, Jason. He's one of the meathead coaches in the league. You're no, not a meathead guy. He's not, he don't do analytics. He's a, he's a good. All I know is every coach I got besides he, one has Super Bowl experience. All of mine do. All of mine do. All, oh, no, I they don't. Two, Sean two McDermott four, doesn't. Yeah. So, real quick, in recap, let's take Tag Board Full here for Jason. This is full. Jason's four-coach team. I'm assuming Belichick's your head coach, McDermott, D.C., McDaniels, O.C., 
Rivera on special teams. Is that correct, Jason? Yep. yep. How, do you, how do you feel about your draft? We're going to go around the horn real quick. Solid. I feel really good. Through. I actually, I wanted to save offensive coordinator for last because there's just so, there's such an abundance of offensive talent in the NFL. Mm-hmm. My plan coming in, I want to try and steal Harbaugh if I could in the second round. But once he was gone, and, and then come back and get the OC last because uh, there's still a ton of great names there that I feel comfortable with. But I, I'm happy. Ron Rivera I don't love, but I think he was the best of the DCs who were left. And I want a defensive guy as my special teams coach. G. Bush, let's take a look at your team real quick. Andy Reid, Robert Sala, Brandon Staley, and Nick Sirianni. Are you pleased with how the draft fell in man, your favor? Man, this is, this is young. This is innovative. Uh, you, you start off not with, confident. In you, you start off. You start off with Andy Reid as one of the is probably one of the greatest to do a play caller. I match him up with an offensive coordinator and Brandon Staley, who's an upstart. Analytics. That, that that's gonna be, we gonna be hammering that Robert Sala. Listen, he did his thing in, in San Francisco. And by the way, he has the Jets looking good. And then I went with Nick Sirianni, who right now has the Philadelphia Eagles looking like they're shooting for the Super Bowl. It, it, it's one of the best staffs that you could put together. And you'll be proud of those guys in the classroom and outside of the classroom, Jason. Mm. You'll be Bull going, had the third pick. You'll be going for it on fourth and twelve <laughs> on your own, your own territory. Team Bull uh, yep. was John Harbaugh, Sean McVay, Mike Vrabel, and Pete Carroll. Who's some, your head coach? Some late me, round steals here. Yeah, Bull, how are you going to finagle? L- let me this tell you staff? something, boys. Pete Carroll. I'm the only one that all four coaches have Super Bowl rings. Three as head coaches in the NFL. Mike Vrabel won a Super Bowl as a player. Harbaugh, McVay, and Pete Carroll are all Super Bowl winning head coaches and actually good ones. Unlike that nitwit Mike McCarthy who didn't get picked at all. This I have, is, I have the most Super Bowl rings. You do the most. Well, if we include it as a player, Mike Vrabel won a lot. I now I, I will say bull. Yeah, you have a very experienced team. I cannot uh, knock you on that. Yeah, but are you afraid of any any inner in-house fighting? No, I'm not, start, afraid, I I am not afraid. I'm not afraid of in-house people, fighting. A lot of powerful personalities. All right. And I could make, I could even make the argument that I should make hard, even though I took Harbaugh first. You should take I could make the argument that I could make him my special teams coach. Yeah. May, who, I, I could put up my list again now. That's oh, sad. we'll pull it back up. I make, could make Pete Carroll my head coach, McVay my OC, and Mike Vrabel my DC. I could do that. I could do anything really. I could flip Carroll and Harbaugh could be head coach or DC or or special teams. McVay. Is the, still the most creative uh, and best offensive play caller in the league, mm. and Mike Vrabel again. How many players can you name on the Titans? Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, Henry, Robert Woods. Uh, yeah. they, Robert Woods is Malik shot. Willis. Okay, Malik. Uh, Ryan Tannehill's a bottom ten starting quarterback. Bud Dupree, and yet they have gone to the to the <laughs> deep in the playoffs. They went. Uh, to the playoffs again last year, and they're five and two again this year. Do they still got Janoris Jenkins? No, I don't even know. He's been he's, out of the league for a while. I don't think he's in the yeah, league. He's out of here. He's there last year. That's it. You right. na- you named about, and you just played in the league somewhat recently, <laughs> and you na- you could only name about five players on that team. Realistically, Not- I can name some more, but it's it's a very limited roster that Vrabel has. Any coach done more with there. less than him? No, no. And Tyvis, let's see your team real quick. The last of our four. Teams Tyvis took Kyle Shanahan in the first round, Mike Tomlin in the second, mm-hmm. Todd Bowles yeah. and Brian Dayball. A little bit that's, of experience. I'm not gonna mixed lie to you. Guys. That, guys, how do you think that's it nice. Man, I'm gonna be honest with you. That's a nasty. I mean, that's I'm putting nice. Mike Tomlin at the head coach. We're not going nothing less than five and five, excluding this 
this season. Wow, this season he's going to finish not gonna call, we're not, Nope, we're not doing that because the season's not over, so we can't even count that. Kevin, Kyle Shanahan and Brian Dable. I mean, first of all, your coach, your offensive coordinator, he learned from Kyle Shanahan, so uh, therefore, you know, you got to go with the guy who started it all. No, he didn't. He did. They was that, they was with each other in Washington. Well, who was one, the OC? Well, one who guy's was got, the OC in one Washington? One guy's got a Super Bowl ring, one guy don't. That's a fact. <laughs> but we got Brian Dable, so we got – see, the problem is – the NFL nowadays, the, the the reason that Kyle Shanahan and LaFleur and, and McVay, the way their offenses isn't running well right now, yeah. it's because everybody, the defense has figured out their system. Mm. So now I got Brian Dayball to come in because no, Matthew Stafford's arm is shot. That's what, why that's whatever. You can do whatever you want. That oh. system has been figured out. Let me see Tyvis' list put again. That, put that, so this looked like the ground Chuck 2023 version. Y'all Ty obviously. Hey, we that is run the ball, play defense. Ty, Ty, by the way, balls, we know what he do. You Brian Dable, he, he ended the whole. Chiefs Brian Dable has never won a, a playoff game as a coach. Okay. He's Todd Bowles, he's a special teams coordinator. Todd Bowles and Tomlin haven't won a playoff game in forever. But that means they Super need, Bowl champs. They, they, they defense is gonna be nice. Both got rings. Defense is but nice. Right there. Bowles not as a as a coach, as a head coach. So what? He got a ring. Yeah, but how long ago was that? Two, three years who ago. Was the, uh, who was the? I can't remember who he was. The DC Todd Bowles was in the Buccaneers. He was with the Buccaneers. What is wrong with you? He's oh with the Buccaneers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, what are you talking about? Yeah. He's the one that ended the greatest show but, on turf, the Chiefs. But now as the head coach, they're, talking about? they've been awful. What they got? He's the defensive coordinator. He's, he's, he's the head coach now. He's my coordinator. No, but he's the head coach in Tampa. So what? So what? What you talking about? He's a, as a DC, he's a champ. He's a, he's a good DC. Hey, I give you that. Hey, you got what are we talking about? I mean, I just reunited the best head coach in the history of the NFL with the offensive coordinator that won how many six Super Bowls together? How many win without Tom Brady? Discussion. I got a head coach. How, how many the playoff OC wins that they have without Tom Brady? Zero. Well, we'll never Zero. know. We'll never know, but they got six with them. That's all that counts. <laughs> if he doesn't have Tom Brady on his team, it's over. I got yeah. six from Belichick. I got six from McDaniels. That's actually, 12. Belichick's got about <laughs> nine actually, rings. I'm actually interested to see who comes in last in this poll. Yeah, I want to see it. Because I, I think every team is good. I mean, good. good. Of course they're all good. Every yeah. team's good, I can tell you. What's your rankings, Mike? What's your honest rankings? My honest rankings? Yeah. I think both team is the most well-rounded. I think the highest upside is G's team. Jason, I think McDaniel's is a terrible coach, so that that drops you to fourth in my mind. He's got six <laughs> offensive. He's got six Super Bowls as offensive. Belichick has six rings, and as soon Did as they McDaniels, win all six with him, no, actually Charlie Weiss had one or two. I think. <laughs> or, he's got enough. <laughs> Wasn't he in Denver drafting Tim Tebow in the first round? He not his offensive coordinator. We're not looking at his head coach record. Okay. We're looking at his That's offensive true. coordinator. I just record. I think Bull taking Harbaugh first and switching him to special teams coordinator. As did the, you officially do that? Was that an did. official move by you? I'm gonna officially do that <laughs> because <laughs> of the way I ended up drafting. <laughs> right. I think it makes the most sense. So Pete Carroll's my head coach. Harbaugh my my special teams. McVay OC and Vrabel DC. So I'm gonna read it, some. Uh, we asked the internet how they thought you guys did. So yeah. I'm gonna do a little PCC read, and we're gonna tell you what some of Good. the uh, YouTube commenters say. Wait for more Reese, and then I got a question about Stefanski involved with this. But yes. first. Our good friends at PCC want to let you know that if you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, PCC Airfoils is the leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils <laughs> in Eastlake, Mentor, Wickham, and Minerva are eyeing for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. Apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. A uh, couple YouTube comments. I'm just going to read these quickly. Uh, Derek Parslow says his rankings, one bull, two Tyvis, three Jason, four G. Bush. 
Uh, we got a lot of people saying, how is Dan Quinn not picked? The answer, Dan Quinn's not an active head coach. He was not eligible to be here, to be picked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, JC says, Tyvis wins in a landslide. That's absurd. <laughs> that, He's a smart man. Saying Tyvis wins a is a reasonable That's argument. In a landslide is ridiculous. Evan419 <laughs> says, Jason's team. head coach and defensive coordinators are great. The rest, eh. G. Bush's staff, way too young. Jason would crush him in a close game. Bulls the winner, his official rankings. One bowl, two Jason, three G. Bush, four Tyvis, comma, Sorry, Tyvis. Hashtag go Bucks. One guy has <laughs> one guy has Tyvis winning in a landslide. The next guy has him in last place. <laughs> That's why it's all an opinion. Says Bulls team is the best. Not even close. Uh, Jay Strauss says G Squad is trash. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Grayson says Bull wins. Uh, Reticulous says I really like Bulls. AP Waves. G had the worst team by far. Sorry, G. Uh, JC <laughs> says Brandon Staley is trash. The people are turning on the people's champ here. I mean, you can't and, G, uh, and you know it's bad for G because he's the most popular Kevin, guy on, on here. It gets worse. And yet Ke they're still against you. It gets worse. Kevin Murphy says Andy Reid can't manage the clock to save his life. There's no saving G's team. Uh, Peacock says G team's all about analytics. Analytics doesn't win football games. I don't even like analytics. <laughs> Brandon Andrews says Jason and it's not close. Wait, say that one again. Brandon Andrews says Jason and it's not close. Wait, Brandon say Andrews is an idiot. <laughs> Brandon Andrews says Jason and it's not close. Wait, say that again. Chris Hyder says Stefanski could be my QB coach any day. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Well, there, so I'd say the majority of people say I, I had the, the best one. I think the majority of people say uh, – but Phil Bowman, G. Bush, here's a, here's a comment for you. His team might not be the best, but Phil Bowman says he has the best watch, so G. Bush wins. Ha! The watch is crazy. What does that have to do with it? Hey, Mikey, why don't you put one of your official 37-second polls up there? Hey, you thought that poll we're going to put a poll up. we got 60 seconds. I'm going to hold my phone up to the uh 60-second poll. All right, the polls are open. All right, the polls are closed. Do they, do they know? Can you put, like, a screen up so they can see the teams? Is any way we can see what, what are your rankings? What are your we'll rankings? Through. Who do you think? Uh, uh, not including you, you yourself, start, how would you rank the other three for everybody? One sec. Before you start, are you guys ready? No. Yes. Yes. 60-second poll. Go. All right, there you go. Now you guys Jason, talk about your how teams. do you rank the other? Tyvis said me one, G two, you three. Oh well, I, then he's third. If you put me third, <laughs> petty. <laughs> I do gradually. You know what? Coming in, I thought fourth was the best place to draft. But yeah. I wasn't fourth. He was fourth. Oh, I thought fourth would be the best. Yeah, place he to was. Draft. It, it, but I do like Bulls team. Thank you. I like mine one. I like Bull two. But if I can't vote for me, yeah. I'll put you one, you two, and you three. Since you put me three, <laughs> I'm putting you three. I actually, man. I, 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 no offense, G, I think you're third if I have to rank this, these three guys. I think it's very close between you two. It's a coin flip. If I had to go, I think I would go Tyvis one, Jason a close second, and then G see three. My, see my squad. You had to see it in work. Hurry up. You got 15 seconds. I, I would, I'll go Bull one. What, who did you have your head coach again? Bill. Belichick. Bill. Belichick. That's an automatic. Hold on. It's an automatic. But I kind of like coach is the most I like, I like his Two, defense. One. Pulls over. Anthony, results. Bull, 41%. 124 votes in 60, in 60 seconds. Bull, 41%. Tyvis, 24%. G, 22%. Jason, 12%. That's erroneous. What? I'm calling voter fraud. The guy who took Bill Belichick last. I got the voter best head coach in the, in the history of the game. <laughs> what is wrong with you hey, people? Hey, oh, my God. God. The people will not let me go <laughs> oh, last. Oh, I shall not be last. <laughs> they stole the vote. <laughs>
They stole the vote. My people was like, nope. <laughs> they stole uh, the election. Right, My, they stole the election from me. Twelve percent. Oh my god. And after, hold on. After every comment was, G's team is trash. And Maurice, I see you. will get to you in one sec, Maurice. Hopefully, yeah. you can chime in on this. After everyone said, G's team straight trash, G still managed to get 10% more votes in the chat than Jason. The people's champ never fails. Hey, well, you that. are the winner of the first ever UCSS coaches draft, at least allegedly. Thank you. Allegedly. And you know who's going to tie this? End this tiebreaker for us? Our good friend Maurice Clash joins us now. Maurice. Oh, yeah, Maurice. I'm not sure if you saw what we just did, Maurice. If not, did you I will see explain. that, Maurice? Oh, man, you tripped. They, they, no, they stole the vote from me, Maurice. <laughs> I, I got the best head coach in the history of the freaking game. We my did, team, my we, team is solid. I mean, my coaching right. staff is unbelievable. Maurice, you got to break this down. Give us your opinion, all right? <laughs> so, Maurice, here's what we did. Okay. Using the active 32 NFL head coaches, we drafted our perfect staffs. So, a head coach and offensive coordinator, <laughs> defensive coordinator, <laughs> special teams coordinator. We'll let it go. We went in a snake draft order. I'll show you the four teams real quick. Can we get Bulls team first? Bull won the popular vote. This was his fourth coach team. He had John Harbaugh, Sean McVay, solid. Mike Vrabel, yeah, and Pete Carroll. Yeah, solid. G. Bush went next. G. Bush, this is his team. Andy Reid, Robert Sala, Brandon Staley, and Nick Sirianni. Then Jason, who had the first pick, or Tyvis, who had the fourth pick, right. had Kyle Shanahan, Mike Tomlin, Todd Bowles, Brian Dayball, and last but not least, Jason had Belichick, McDermott, McDaniels, and Rivera. So four good teams. There's no bad I actually, actually crazy. In my opinion, Jason should have been second. He has the best head coach, you could argue That's for him first. Right. I think I have the best overall staff, but he does have the best coach. I mean, So Maurice, bad. which staff, in your opinion, was put together the best? I'm biased because of Josh. So with you, Jason. Yeah. That's, the only, that's the only one Jason really needed. Uh, yeah. Former player. Look at that. Former I, player. I Someone who knows what they're talking about. That's terrible. Hell with that. 12%. That's terrible. 12%. My team. That's my last time on this show, team, man. I'm out of here. My coaching staff is great. I like it. How can I trust Aaron. how can I trust the guy who drafted Tim Tebow in the first round? <laughs> He's not making the picks. He's calling the plays. He's offensive coordinator. Okay. Your new your other yes. coach also drafted Mac Jones in the first round. Who? Bill Belichick. Oh, well, he also drafted Tom Brady in the sixth round. You got I see. He got lucky. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Point in case. He was like, you right? Yeah. Ty was like, yeah, you right, dog. <laughs> I was like, he won this round. He won that <laughs> round. Matt Jones. I, I forgot Mac. I think he said Matt. I'm like, who's yeah, Matt Jones? Who's Matt Jones? So, Maurice, yeah. I, I have a question yeah. for you about this. You obviously played for a ton of coaches in your career, and Tyvis can chime in on this a little bit too, but what is the difference between a good and a great head coach or an average and a not-so-good head coach, and how quickly can you tell kind of their caliber of coaching style, ability, and ability to put the team in the best position to win? If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
Uh, just somebody who's firm and decisive and who can understand and explain the complexities, complexities of the game very simply. Uh, that's what seems to have worked with me with uh, with the coaches who are um, who are great. Uh, I don't know the, the the two cool guys I've never had success with me. Just the, the guys who are cool with all the players or the guys who wanted to be the players' friends. Those guys don't work in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think you need somebody firm. I think you need somebody um, who uh, holds people accountable. I think you need somebody who can just understand the game. Uh, just I, I tell you, just just the best coaches. Just like the you know, football is complex and there's a lot of nuance that a lot of people don't see. Uh, but when you can get somebody to explain the complexities of the game in a simple form and they get uh, position coaches to advocate for them and to, to fanboy them in some regard, those guys seem to be a little bit better. Um, you know, hate it or love it, you look at Saban and you look at Belichick. There's a reason that those guys have similar personalities and there's a reason that they win. That's the uh, the main thing is to win. Uh, and a lot of times when you're dealing with a lot of ego, a lot of personality, a lot of emotion, you need like some like a steady piece that is firm that, you know, uh, helps to, you know, just just brings like it, it, it becomes like the North Star to the ship. But you'll see over time, like guys who just are real cool and guys, that stuff is cool and things like that. But that you can't hold people accountable when you seem to be real friendly with everybody. Hey, Maurice, um, the Buckeyes play uh, Northwestern this weekend. When you play big game. Oh yeah, huge. <laughs> Big game. They're a five touchdown favorite on the road. Um, when you played a game like this, where you knew, like, first of all, th- there's no chance Northwestern is going to win this game. We all know Don't that. Don't say that. It's college football. Anything no. can happen. What do you mean it's college football? Anything it's, can happen. College football is the one sport where you know what's going to happen. You know how many times I've came into a game and said we about to wipe the flow with them, and, half, and you did 99 at halftime. It was like. 21 yeah, no, was the was the at the end of the That's game. not the point. That's not the point. Yeah. No, is it harder to, it, when you go into a game where the Ohio State players, they know they're going to win this game. Is it harder to get, is it harder to get yourself motivated as opposed to when you play in Michigan or Penn State or in the playoffs, whatever? Like, how much harder is it? Or is it not? We're going out playing football. Doesn't matter. Yeah, the, the guys are like the top tier guys and the guys who uh, expect to get drafted and they have expectations. Those guys typically do well, but it's like the mid tier guy. There's more mid tier guys in college uh, who, who lose focus because you expect to win. You expect your star players to be so dominant at, at their position that, you know, like your mid tier guys or your support players, those guys are who typically take off. Uh, but the guys who, you know, who just have high expectations for themselves and the guys who expect to dominate and, uh, go on to, uh, or, or they're trying to prove their resume to get drafted. Those guys typically perform well, and they have no issue. But uh, there is like this uh, this lack of focus that goes into that when you play a team that you know that you expect to beat. And what happens is, is that um, the team that, like when you're in college, you don't know, uh, but the team playing you, you're they're playing like a bowl game, and you're playing another game. So you're going to get a guy's best. Or he's going to get whatever he has because he wants to take that little film that he gets from, you know, playing the left tackle or playing Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, this is like their day, you know, where they where they can do their thing. Like if you look a couple of years back when um, I remember the kid, uh, I forget his name, the running back play for uh, Purdue, and Purdue kind of mollywhopped us a little bit. Ooh, yeah. uh, the running back was kind. Of, Rondell yeah, Moore, right? yeah, Ron, Moore. Yeah, he, he he had a hell of a game, and uh, a, a lot of that came from. He's like, man, I'm playing the Buckeyes, and you know, if I can, if I go out here and perform well, uh, I'll get drafted, and you know, that's that's typically what happens from those guys. But um, it, it's hard. But but back again, that goes back to coaching. You know, having a coach prepare you well, having a coach saying, hey, man, don't look past these guys, and 
uh, lose momentum or, you know, everybody know every team goes to the film room throughout the weeks. And even though, you know, they've won every game and they beat Penn State last week, there's things that you still have to work on. There may be some reps that, you know, he want to get C.J. Stroud. You know, when you, when you give the ball to Marvin Harrison Jr. a thousand times, there's other people who need to be active going deeper into season play. So there's things that you can start to work on or, um, you know, just, just last week, Trevion, that was the first time he got the ball in a long time because you had uh, the other little kid from Cincinnati, you know, playing a little bit better and he was getting carried. So there's things that I'm pretty sure that Ryan Day should uh, be mindful of and work on heading into season play and gearing up for the playoffs. But it is hard. To answer your question, it's hard. You know, uh, Maurice, I'm going to get into this, man. Um, Coach Prime, man, has been doing a phenomenal job, man. I'm, I'm like hooked. Like, first of all, he understands <clears throat> this generation. He understands social media. And what he's been doing, he's been he's been giving people a, a sneak peek into his program. And he's probably one of the, the first coaches I've seen in college to understand how powerful social media is in terms of recruiting for other guys. And, and he's at Jackson State. And he's getting number one recruits. He, he's, he's getting people to be in the transfer, po- transfer portal. Um, let me ask you this. Um, if you had to do it over again, what would it take you to go to HBCU um, as a top recruit? And also, um, what are your thoughts on, you know, HBCUs in general and and, and how they are progressing or the, what, what the future could be if Coach Prime continues to move his program forward? Oh, this is an easy answer. Just a path to the NFL. You know, all these kids, you know, it's the same thing I did. I was 18 years old and I looked on um, who had been the previous Parade All-Americans and who had uh, been on the USA Today's player of the, players in the, of the world, right? And when I looked at all of them and looked them up, all these guys, I went to the NFL. So there's like a reasonable assumption that, you know, if you make these lists and you keep on, on the track that you're on, that you have a reasonable chance to go to the NFL at some point. And so uh, I think a lot of kids go down there because they see the coaching staff, they see him. And they understand that you don't have to go to Ohio State to go to the NFL. Like, if you look at Monday night games and you see where guys come from, guys come from everywhere. Uh, It's real cute to put the tape, the hats on the table and all that little, you know, fancy stuff. And it's cool to go to bowl games. But, you know, when you're a talented guy uh, and you are are, seen by scouts, scouts can understand who you are, what you have, how you stack up, how you're going to play. They can watch you. You know, you can watch a guy do drills. You can watch a guy show pads. And you can go turn on the game film. And it doesn't matter if he's playing – and HBCU, if he's playing the top 10 team in America, like a guy who has skill has skill. You know, a guy who's fast is fast. A guy who can break tackles after contact and break tackles after contact. If you're a disruptor and you can two-gap stuff and the guy can see the metrics and, you know, this guy bench presses 500 pounds and squats 150 pounds, there's a reasonable assumption that, you know, this guy can go to the NFL and play. So I think it's on the beginning side of this. Um, if he can get some guys that go to the NFL – and get drafted reasonably high, it's a lot easier to go into another parent's living room and say, hey, you know, I, I had person A, B, and C, and we went on and had some success, and we went to go do it. Uh, and then, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what the institution is like from a facility standpoint. Then generating revenue allows you to get the, um, um, the uh, what is it called, the, um, uh, the facilities better because you can't, you know, you can't recruit these kids and you go to Alabama, Texas, and or Ohio State, and you have these uh, phenomenal facilities and then – you know, you, you think that these guys are going to um, uh, practice in something subpar. So all of this stuff. But it's 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 so far on the beginning. And, of course, they don't have the alumni support or the donor support that other people have. 
but hopefully through social media, through partnerships and sponsorships and through guys seeing kids go to the NFL, you know, these guys, um, they'll believe it. But he, he'll have the fan base. He'll have the coaching staff. He'll have the coolness piece. He'll have all of those pieces to offset uh, what these guys may go get at other institutions with NIL deals and, and donor support. So I don't know what's the trade office. So I'm, I'm excited to see it. Eddie George is over at um, – what is it, Tennessee State, I think, or something like that. So, you know, I I wish more guys came into this space and made these HBCUs attractive for, you know, young guys to go participate and play at. You couldn't even make it an hour. What you talking about? That's a bad performance. Maurice, anyway, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what he talking. Hey, about. Maurice, he just ran I, I, off while you were talking. Ran off and That's peed. a lie. That's a didn't lie. Didn't even make it an hour. That's you a lie. You didn't take the pre-show so, pee break, so, did you? So, no, he did not. No, no, no. Not sitting in this chair. Did you see me leave? Maurice? Didn't even make it an did you, hour. Did you see, I didn't see you leave? Okay, fifty-seven <laughs> minutes in so, time. To his, to like he's chasing a receiver through the curtain. To the world's knowledge, I've been sitting in this chair the whole time. Maurice, the play, the CFP release they polls did they get it right what you think I don't I, I, what's the polls Tennessee, I, I, I haven't seen them Tennessee's one Ohio State's two mm. Georgia's three, three. and Clemson's, Clemson's four. four team up north yeah, is well, five I, I, I see, I've seen, so I've, I've seen the top three I've seen Tennessee's good you know I don't know if you've seen them play but I've seen Tennessee I'm looking forward to Tennessee and Georgia getting down yep. and, uh, that week. should be a fun game yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I, I know a lot, a lot of guys from Georgia who played for Georgia, uh, but I think they got it right. Tennessee's good. I'm happy for Tennessee because they've been down for so long, and it's good to see programs get resurrected. I hope Miami one day resurrects their program, uh, but I think they got it right. Ohio State still has a way to go. You know, as, as much as, you know, we, we've both been there, played there. Uh, we both live in town, uh, but Ohio State still has a way to go to get better. Defense has to get better. Uh, but Tennessee, is they're, they're definitely a force. I think the quarterback play <laughs> Dictates a lot of that, um, but Josh Heupel, whatever he whatever he's done, he's done. Uh, Georgia for the last you know three, four, five years, they've um, what is it called? They they've resurrected their program and they're they're playing and expecting to win. And all those kids from Georgia are staying in state. And uh, you know, Ohio State is where we're at. But you know, I, I like it. You know, you, you, we'll probably win out the season, and we'll probably get to a point where Ohio State's playing Michigan, where both teams are undefeated, and that'll be fun. And you know, we'll we'll uh, beat them in Columbus. And then we'll get into this uh, into the postseason, and then I'm looking forward to that. And uh, you, you'll always hear me, and I'm, I'm like the, the honest guy. I don't care about the regular season. I care about us playing these teams in SEC. I care about us playing uh, these 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 premier programs because all the stuff in the Big Ten and and, uh, and 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 the stuff that we do during the season doesn't really matter. You know, you'll have a flash of a Michigan, you'll have a flash of a Wisconsin, and all that hoopla. But you need you need to play these powerhouses if you want to be a powerhouse. If you're recruiting from around the world, deep into Texas, Georgia, Florida. Uh, every time I go to these schools and speak, these guys talk a lot of craziness, but a lot of what they're talking about is real. Ohio State has to beat, you know, you have to beat your Clemsons, you have to beat these 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 premier powerhouses in order to be, you know, to have that that, uh, that prominence and not just this big, you know, recruiting force. And uh, you know, we, we win the off-season championship all the time. We need to start winning the game on the field and, and go from there. When you look at Ohio State, they struggled the last couple of weeks in the run game, you know, against Iowa and against Penn State. What's something that you do? What do you think they need to do to, to clean that up? Uh, just you, you need more options, right? So it, it, it comes, you don't, you, you don't have what is that, Jackson Smith and Jake. I always get, I always get his name mixed up. Uh, but you, you, need a, you, need, you need guys to stretch the field. Oh, so here we go. Just, just rewind a few. So you have this – is, this is the issue. You have um, – 
You, you, what is the guy? They always call him Pork Chop because they call him Pork Chop the running back. Mayan, Mayan Mayan Williams. Williams. Yeah, Mayan Williams. Yeah, I feel bad. I, I apologize, young guy. We got <laughs> the same birthday. No, you, go you go by Pork Chop. You go by Pork Chop. Pork Chop's yeah. a great <laughs> nickname. That's an I awesome that, nickname. Pork Chop yeah. for a running back has to be one of the best, one of the best yes. nicknames I've ever heard for a running back. All I know, we have the same birthday, so he's cool with me, right? <laughs> so this is, yeah. So so this is this is the issue. I mean, this is the issue. He has success. Well, Travion got slowed, and he came and had success. And then they're saying like, okay, man, if we put a bracket over Marvin Harrison Jr. and we sneak guys down into the box, then we can stabilize the run. But you have to you have receivers on the other side of the field. You didn't no. get that. I'm in somebody else's office. No, I, I was I was I was in a meeting and then I came to somebody else's office to knock this out. But you 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 have to balance the field out, man. It's it's impossible, right? You can't just have one receiver that you target twelve to fourteen times, and then you have a running back who's just bowling over people. Like this is two thousand and twenty-two. Defenses adjust. They bring different guys in the box. They, you know, it's it just it, it's impossible to do. That's why I said with Northwestern. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if Jackson Smith Jigba is playing this week, but you have to balance the ball out. You have to do that to loosen up coverage. Once you loosen up coverage, now you got six or seven guys in the box. Now you can go back to running. Like really, up until this week, Trevion he didn't break any long runs. He had the long runs this week, uh, but they really hadn't done nothing prior to. But it, it just all of it goes together. Like a better passing game gives you a better running game. Better running game gives you a better passing game. And you know, for the most part, we haven't um, we haven't delivered the way we've expected to. But which is cool because you hope that they get on this run uh, towards the end of the year and they're playing the best football against Michigan, and then you roll into the playoffs like that. Maurice, great stuff as always, man. Thanks for taking the time. We'll talk to you next week. All right, now see you, buddy. Yes, go, thank go you, folks. Right. See you, Maurice. Hey, uh, Maurice Claret. When is your birthday? Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.